Welcome to it. Yes, we are still braving it, and this time around, I'm braving it with a dear old friend, Bukhosi Mutsekwa. How are you, friend? Yeah, I'm fantastic, thank you. Good. And how are you? I'm good, I'm strong, I'm brave. I love that. <laughs> so, guys, I met Bukhosi some years ago, and in fact, I had to brave it with you because I did not know you from a bar of soap. Mm -hmm. I hit you up on LinkedIn, and you responded. I actually just loved your profile because it spoke to the kind of work I was doing then mm. and asked if we could meet up and you said yes came to your offices in Melrose and that's how we met and here we are today I remember you remember vividly I, rem I even remember the boardroom we were in I wow <laughs> it was years when, when was it just just out of interest um I think it was 2017 2017 it was 2017 and that's actually when my speaking and all of me in fact putting myself out there yes. began was 2017 yes we spoke about Probably that after our our engagement yeah definitely mm. Bohosi is the chief creative and strategy officer at Black River FC and brand reserve company he's also the founder of his own agency Thinkinia in fact when I think of that term I think entrepreneur and I think engineer but yours is about the mind you mm -hmm. know bringing mm -hmm. clarity to to things that you're working on so I absolutely love that Thank you. and you're also an advisory council member at the Vega School of Brand Leadership mm -hmm. mm, halala. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know I naturally you know just did a bit of reading up digging just to see what I'm gonna find on the internet and there was an interesting clip that you shared some time back and somewhere, somewhere in that clip, you said, when you sell, um, you sell yourself short. So mm. perhaps speaking to entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. when you sell, you sell yourself short. You know, I had to double click on that and say, hey, ring this guy. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? How are we selling ourselves short? Um, I think it comes from, and you know, forget brand building forget marketing. Yeah. I think just it comes from uh, just engaging with humans. Uh, so imagine if you were in a close-knit of friend mm. or friends mm. and there was always this somebody who's always trying to sell, always trying to sell, always mm. trying to sell. It's going to put you off. Um, so from a human-to-human -human perspective, um, I don't think we need to sell. Uh, in fact, uh, something happened uh, today where mm somebody was saying something about them being humble uh, and we're like, nah, wait for us to tell you about your humility. Mm. You don't package your, your personality and say, this is who I am uh, because it is the experience that actually tells us who you are. So even from a brand building perspective, um, so ultimately, you know, some people may argue that it is a business you need to sell. Uh, but you don't always have to do it overtly. Mm. If you think about the things that resonate with us, things that we connect or gravitate towards, mm. very rarely is it about a transaction. It's things that we feel, it's things that are relevant to us, it's things that connect to us emotionally. Uh, mm. So when you sell, uh, it comes off as though you are forcing the situation. 
Um, you know, there are people who, who've since, you know, spoken about this thing. They speak about the value of giving. Um, uh, Gary Vee also speaks about this thing. Uh, he's got a book called Jab, 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 Right Hook. The, that's an analogy for giving, giving, giving. And then you ask for people to buy. Uh, I.e., from a content perspective, you provide insight, you provide perspectives, you provide a POV. By doing so, you're building an audience. By the time you give your right hook, which is IE, it may be a product or a service, mm -hmm. where you say, come to my event, or I've got a book. You've already built a credible audience, and now it's easier there to sell. Can you tell me about a time when you worked on something that fell flat, like if Lopile, it just didn't work, and yet resources were plowed into that, and it just did not work. And as well as, and then what was your um, relationship with failure like then when that was happening? Mm. And what is the relationship with failure like now? Professionally, uh, I don't want to say there isn't, um, but I don't think I've had like a spectacular uh, failure or disaster, but it's more personal. Mm. Um, um, oh, actually two maybe. One, one, one personal and one professional. Mm. Um, personal one, um, and, and most people don't know this, um, so I, I, I failed my grade 11 or standard 9. So I failed grade 11. Um, and the reason I failed was, uh, and, but I'm so grateful. So I used to like be with friends mm. all the time. Go where friends go. I used to be that guy. Mm. But the people that I hung around, um, you know, we were like in the same grade. Mm -hmm. uh, but then fast forward, the results came. Everybody passed, but mm. I failed. So that was sort of like a light bulb pivoting moment for yeah. me. Yeah. Where I'm like, but we're supposed to be on the same team. Oh. So we're talking about the same things. Oh. We were all tired about school mm. like we didn't want anything to school mm. so to me then said oh so it meant when i went back home i slept and they didn't they did the work um but i think i'm glad it happened that way because i think that's where the discipline which carries through in my professional life came in wow. then i started to focus wow. literally um and for some reason i never even had the embarrassment to go back to school and do a grade because deep down I knew I wasn't ready for my metric. The second one mm -hmm. was when I was studying when I lost my my brother. Mm. For me that was like it's over. Um, you know I was like this is it. There was no greater failure. Uh, failure in that I felt that I could have done something. Mm. You know I felt that there was stuff that I was seeing which wasn't right, but, you know, um, especially with, with, with doctors, you know. Uh, you know, I came out, I don't know how true this is, uh, but during that time when my brother was sick, taking him from there to there, and this is the other thing that I learned, that when, when you are desperate, you will do anything and everything that somebody tells you to do, mm. to say, if you do this, this will be, your brother will be fine. Or mm. if you do this, like literally you will believe anything. Mm. 
so, so for me, even when I see people do what we would say it's crazy stuff mm. or crazy things on TV when it comes to churches, these mega churches or whatever, mm. at the same time, it's like I get it. Desperation, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, so when I lost him, I was like, it's over. Because my, my trajectory and my life was attached to him. Mm. And it was about... Because I could see my parents were never off for stealing to get me to where I was. Mm. So I was like, uh, I'm going to take over. I'm going to do for him what you guys did for me. So in my mind, like life for the next five, ten years mm. was planned out. Mm. Uh, I could see it. I was the one going to take him to tertiary, you know. I was going to be the brother, sure. the big brother. And then when he left, it was like, there was no point anymore. Uh, you know, it's like, so I think post that, and then I was studying at that time, and then literally I had given up. Mm. But my dad encouraged me to, to, to go on, you know. Mm. And then I carried on, and then I studied. So for me, um, and I loved what my dad said was that, as long as you're alive and healthy, there's nothing you should be worried about, scared about. So it's natural to be scared mm. or frightened mm. or, you know. Mm. But as long as you are alive. So he said, the only time where there's nothing else you can do is when you're dead. Mm. But as long as you're breathing and you're healthy, you're good to go. So I've always wow. kept that. And, you know, even when it comes to work, um, so the back of my mind, I know it's just a brief, it's just a thing. Uh, if a client gives us a deadline, it's like, it's arbitrary, you know. If it wasn't you, somebody else in your place would have said, actually, the date is this. You've also got a movement going. And um, you mentioned earlier on when we were speaking, you know, uh, off camera, uh, and that movement is called Team Philanthropy. Guys, I absolutely love what this stands for. And I think in it, you try to reframe the idea of philanthropy by mm. saying that we don't need only money to mm. help people. There's so much more. And team, in your case, stands for time, investing your time, your energy, your attention, and your mind. Mm -hmm. So that's the team, T-E-A-M, time, energy, attention, and mind, mm -hmm. in order to help other people. I'm going to put you on the spot and say, <laughs> perhaps you can share one or two testimonies of people whom you have helped using that philosophy, um, where it just worked so brilliantly for someone else. Hmm. <laughs> Time, energy, attention, and mind. Yeah. I think it's a fact that uh, when, when you live in the township, uh, your, your, your view gets limited, uh, you know, just by the environment. Mm. Um, you know, I remember where I tried to apply this thing where, you know, I started engaging with young people. And my whole thing was to widen their view of the world and there was one incident where it hurt me you know um and it made me realize how um for lack of a better expression mm. i think how damaged we are mm. uh, as black people um so i gave this young man a book to read and then the plan was to have a review session of the book mm. so he reads it and then we discuss it. Mm. What do you understand about the book? What does it say? Mm. Did it give you insight? Are there any takeaways that you can implement? Um, and then uh, the, the family 
accused me of something bigger. They were like, why are you giving our child a book? What is your plan? What are you trying to, to do? You know, you know how it is, Kokasi, yeah. where there are these things where if somebody gives you a book, mm -hmm. then it's like, don't read it, don't read it. Uh, oh, you know those, like those myths. Those to say, myths. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, so, no, man. so that came back to me. I was so hurt. I was no. so hurt. And I could see the potential of uh, this young man. Um, also, what, what, what inspired me or drove me was, obviously, I could see the circumstance at home. Mm. Uh, so I wanted to help him navigate so that he can be the light at home, mm. um, you know. Interestingly, you know, this thing of team philanthropy about time, energy, attention, and mind, um, what I learned is that sometimes <laughs> you do need more than that. Um, you know, you can have the time, the energy, attention uh, that will help uh, from a mindset perspective, mm. but you do need the tangible help. What would you say is the biggest thing that you are currently braving at the moment? Mm. Um, I think the, the thing that I'm braving now is being a father, being a single father. Mm. Um, so the mother of my child and I separated. Well, my son is going to turn eight next year. Mm. So I'm going to live with him full time. Mm. Uh, so it's just me and him. We've never done that. He's always lived with uh, his mother. Mm. So just psychologically thinking about uh, how am I going to manage being fully present and then trying also to take advantage of the things that are happening professionally, which are exciting. How do I balance the two? Being fully present, mm. being a father who... So for me, I've always wanted to have influence of, uh, obviously children are influenced by a number of things, mm. but I wanted to be the primary influence and be close uh, to him. And that's what you are braving at the moment. That's what I'm braving at You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. We are doing it every day, I'm some glad. of us. <laughs> <laughs> Juggling it all, business, Amazing. this, that, boy. I know, I'll ask and for tips. No, no. I'll ask for tips. For nail. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Um, I hope you got out so much more than you expected. He's an, he's an incredible mind. Um, thank you. The thinker. So thank you so much for coming through and braving all of that traffic. I'm telling you. Never. Never. <laughs> Good. Thank you so much for watching, guys. Remember to like, comment, and more importantly, subscribe to the channel. Mm.